Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, welcome back to another great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking Our Week in Review on W-A-Y-O-L-P Rochester, also on a freaking Apple freaking podcast, freaking Spotify, and freaking SoundCloud if anyone freaking wants to know. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, my name is Taylor the freaking Moss Man Lofton, and with me as always to my left is Sandy the Sandman Farkas, then we have Doug the Slug Jordan, and Tadia Risher bringing up the rear. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, and the freaking panel starts your freaking engines. This is our week in freaking review. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. It has been one week since we last spoke. Two week since we last spoke. And I find myself on this day recording on President's Day. All around me, I see images, McKinley, Taft, Brunswick, Goldslinger, Miles McGuffrey, the greats, their images and faces plastered upon the wall. And I think, well, what is this corridor I am standing in? Why are these great men hanging on the wall before me? Bus. Bus again. Obama. And then I look down. And I am standing in an unusual garb. My clothing. A suit. On my lapel, a flag. And at that last image, I see a mirror myself. The president. The United States. And we are under attack. We're under seas, Uyghurs and Tweakers. And I am helming the great office. And before me sits a button, red, large. And then two smaller buttons right below it. And as I am fondling those buttons, the larger red one grows. And I realize there sit the launch code. I make haste, I press the button, BAM! My enemies are defeated. God bless the President of the United States of America. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freakers, seekers, and the panel. Jeez Louise, down on my knees, a joyous occasion it is. This here, President's Day, we are on. Recording on that day, we are. Sandy the Sandman Farkas, your favorite president, and maybe a story. Uh, well, it's interesting that you mentioned a large, uh, red, slithery, freaking slimy, gooey, freaking protuberance that becomes enlarged uh, when you uh, freaking play with it. It reminds me of a dog's freaking phallus. 
Uh, and the obvious one that comes to mind is the one freaking president that has no freaking dog, uh, freaking Donald uh, Day Trump, uh, who was our most freaking recent president before freaking Joseph Biden, and probably the one that, if we were to exclude uh, uh, Mr. Biden, would come freaking front and foremost into mind because he was the most freaking recent one. Yeah. Does that make any freaking sense? Donald uh, Donald Trump. Okay, so that's your favorite. Um. Well, I said that was the one that comes freaking uh, most quickly to freaking mind. Uh, if I were to say my freaking favorite, uh, geez, please, I'd probably have to go to um, freaking Chester freaking A. Arthur, who was freaking mentioned in freaking Die Hard freaking three, uh, starring freaking Samuel L. Jackson as freaking uh, John Carver, who's the main guy in every single one of the freaking uh, Die Hard freaking films, um, who eventually has to go through a freaking underground tunnel, who I believe was freaking named after freaking uh, Chester A. freaking Arthur. I really like when they reprise, when Samuel Jackson reprises the role of John Carver in the movie Coach Carver. Yeah. Mm. It's a basketball movie. And Coach Carver was a freaking very good freaking president as well. Yeah. I believe he was the freaking 30 freaking sevens. And God bless him. Now, Tadia Rizzer, maybe a... Quick story or homage to a president once loved, now lost? Yeah, and I mean, uh, when I think of presidents, there's only one man I think of synonymous with this country, and that's John Adams, the second president of the United States. He is played by Paul Giamatti in an HBO show, and it is absolutely yeah. freaking hilarious. Absolutely. He's he's running around France, farting all over the place, and the French people are are concerned. Like, is this what this new country is going to be? Just friggin' Paul Giamatti running around farting all over the place. Uh, he won an Oscar, I think, for it. Absolutely freaking hilarious. And Doug the Slug, now to you, a quick memoriam. Of a loved president of yours. I'm sorry, did you say a lemorium? A memoriam, what? Oh, I thought you said lemorium. Well, with an what L if I, I did? Lost. I don't... Um, he was a great freaking president. I mean, nonetheless, whatever you're about to freaking say, Doug, uh, lemorium Jackson was uh, almost a freaking president, and I'd like to freaking argue that he might have been the most freaking powerful one if he had freaking secured the freaking position. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Is that your answer, Doug, or do you want to freaking waste some more freaking time? Yeah, there's someone named Lavorium Jackson that was that ran for president. I believe so. And he nearly won, Doug Jordan, save for a technicality. Interesting. What years did he run? Nineteen twelve. Yeah, he ran between nineteen twelve and nineteen fifteen, I believe. Hey, who did he run against? Uh, everyone else, I believe. Cornwallis. I think either Joseph or Cornwallis. And maybe I think. there was Dashiell. I want to say Dashiell Berman, but that doesn't sound right. What it was. Who I ended up winning? Right. I don't remember. Dunchill Berman. You were close. Yeah. Well, nevertheless, Doug Jordan, your favorite president, pastor, present, or future? Uh, little little Bush was pretty funny. Uh, I made a lot of mistakes, a lot of goofs. Uh, you know, I'd, some say he was the most ridiculed president of all time, and then 
I think Donald Trump took the office and now he's the most ridiculed president of all time. I think I need to step in here and just mention that Doug Jordan off air multiple, multiple times has told me that James Buchanan is his favorite U.S. president. Um, I don't remember doing that. I don't, I don't even really know who James Buchanan is. What he's, which number is he? 15. Hey, that doesn't ring a bell. Maybe it was Another Pat Buchanan. I'm not sure. Mm. Well, and, 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 and be that as it may, freaking Pat Buchanan is a freaking hilarious freaking, um, freaking, um, um, person, freaking presidential nominee or not. But Doug, I'm, I'm, I'm interested, um, in, in your choice of freaking George W. Bush because, Here's another thing you freaking talk about on air, uh, off air freaking quite a bit is uh, your freaking theories about freaking 9-11. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that he might be the, the funniest freaking president. You call him freaking little freaking bus, but uh, his freaking impact, I think when you freaking mentioned that he freaking destroyed the freaking Twin Towers is anything but freaking little, Doug. Yeah. I mean, most people, I think, well, a lot of people think it was pretty obvious it was an inside job. Uh, you know, I don't want to want to get into it on the air, but it, you know, it's pretty obvious it was a freaking inside yeah, job. He never freaking wants to get in. Yeah. Never, he never wants to get into it on freaking air. But from weekers and doers, you freaking hear. If you ever been to one of the freaking barbecues, you can hear freaking Doug talk about this freaking head freaking nauseum. All you got to do is get a couple of wine coolers in him, another butt shot, and he'll start spewing off at the mouth. And a butt shot? I don't think I've ever taken a butt shot. Nevertheless, Doug Jordan, I don't want to go down memory lane with you on this one, okay? What I do want to do is talk a little bit about our week. Now, Sandy Farkas and I had a great and terrible adventure, and it is why we missed last week. Unplanned it was. A short short break we took, and a trip. Two, it was, to Cuca Lake, to do some writing, do some theorizing, to think about this play that we have been co-creating and co-authoring in a new and creative way. And Sandy can tell you a little bit about how that went and what we were able to get done. Uh, yeah. Uh, first of all, freaking freaking Diggins. Um, quite freaking drunk, actually. I've been freaking drunk since I went to freaking Google freaking Lake. Um, it was supposed to be, I guess, a freaking um, getaway for Doug and his freaking family. And I said, this is a freaking great opportunity for me to get some freaking writing done. Doug, thank you so much for the invitation. I obviously freaking joined. And freaking very freaking last minute, I thought, well, Taylor might just have what it, what I freaking need to freaking crack this freaking thing. And sure enough, after quite a few freaking bottles of brown and uh, quite a few freaking irritating games of freaking uh, boggle with freaking Taylor, yep, you freaking guessed it. We freaking sat down with a freaking notepad and a freaking pen, and geez louise, the freaking story and the freaking the themes started flowing like freaking molten lava from freaking Mount freaking Vesuvius to freaking self, and geez louise. Wouldn't you know it, freaking Doug, freaking Sunday, freaking says, all right, time to freaking pack up. And we said, no, 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 we need to freaking extend this freaking stay. And wouldn't you know it, freaking couple freaking days later, whole freaking story is freaking cracked. We have a freaking first act, a freaking second act, and a freaking epilogue. 
and uh, and though we freaking discuss this, uh, the the freaking writing credits will go uh, freaking story by freaking Sanford, Sandy, and freaking Fergie. Um, Freaking tell, uh, freaking play by freaking Sam and freaking Sandy, freaking Vargas, and and then there are the the following credit will be, uh, freaking certain sequences emboldened by freaking Taylor Lofton, um, and characters by Taylor Lofton and dialogue by Taylor Lofton. I believe it was a mutual was, agreement. Mm, no, I think we the last night we can remember we settled on freaking certain sequences emboldened by freaking Taylor Lofton and and then I was gonna say a freaking subset one character created by freaking Taylor Lofton and that was the character of freaking Balthazaro who who really freaking ties the whole freaking piece together um, who freaking operates under the freaking uh, court of freaking thorns underneath freaking the king uh, freaking Ardvard, Um which was freaking huge and I'm, I want you to freaking accept freaking yeah, credit for that this is sort of a spoiler so we don't want to say too much here probably shouldn't um, I was actually about to say the same freaking thing and you're actually freaking interrupting me yeah. um, I was going to say we probably shouldn't keep freaking talking about this because uh, we are freaking on track to have the freaking play uh, debut on freaking St. Christmas Day, the freaking 5th of May. Uh, it will be freaking directed by uh, myself, freaking Sandy Shaman, freaking Fargus, and freaking Sunjay Argarwal. I just found it out his freaking last name. Freaking Sanjay Argarwal. Doug, am I freaking pronouncing that right? Or what the, what the heck am I trying to say? Yeah, can you say it again? Sunjay, freaking Sunjay Argarwal. Yeah, that's a, that sounds right. It's pretty okay. close. Uh, he'll be freaking co-directing the freaking production with me, um, which will be freaking premiering at the freaking Muck Theater. That's M-U-C-C-C-C-C. Um, we could get it for three through a freaking connection with freaking Wayo, and we're very freaking excited. Uh, we hope to see it all years, two years, and maybe the Mayo Tarts can freaking set this one up. Yeah. yeah. And I originally thought it was called the F*** Theater, but it's not. And... That's why we signed on, and uh, well, disappointed all, we are. Sorry, Sandy, what? If all freaking things go correctly, and the freaking audiences uh, receive the freaking story and the freaking play as well as we think it will be received, hopefully it will turn into the theater, and hopefully the people will be ripping their freaking lines off, freaking one by one, in the freaking crowd, and um, and they will be um, freaking getting down to freaking business. That would be... Uh, the ultimate freaking uh, award, whether or not it ends up at the freaking Oscars or the freaking uh, freaking Chonies, um, that would be that would be uh, the ultimate freaking prize. Agreed. Now, it was an excellent time, and a lot of writing we did get done. I do feel like Doug Jordan and his family kind of squashed our creativity a bit at first and we in the beginning underperformed that is until of course we insisted that they make haste and leave yeah there was a lot of freaking bottle going on before that and freaking uno um and freaking skip Skipbo, which are all freaking very annoying games especially when you're playing it with the freaking jordan family um and we had to insist for you this freaking vacation is over and we need to embark upon a different freaking journey please freaking please get the freaking hell out of here and then like i said um the story came freaking flowing like freaking molten freaking lava yeah so look forward to that doug jordan how you doing how you been how are you god bless you and how was your week my week was good. I just want to point out, you know, everybody was pretty happy to leave uh, when you guys asked everybody to go. 
because you guys were making it pretty insufferable to be there. We'd try to play a nice friendly game of Uno and a friendly game of Boggle, and you guys would just keep freaking screaming out at us, you know, wild card, wild card, and then you would be like, we have to get back to work, Doug Jordan. So everybody was pretty happy to pack up their things and, and get out of there. Yeah, a bullshit vacation it was. Um, shame on you and your family for making it so insufferable, and thank you for freaking leaving. And shame on both your houses, to be honest with you, even though you only have one house. No. Uh, no spoiler, that's a line in the freaking play as well. Well, nevertheless, Doug Jordan, how was your week? How horrible are you? God bless you, and please talk now. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the blessing. The floor is uh, yours. I'm, I am in the middle of speaking. Thank you for the blessing. Uh, and uh, my week was, was fine. You know, work, you know, watched the Super Bowl last weekend. Uh, then I went into work this week. It was a little hungover after the Super Bowl. Uh, but it was good. J.D. Risher, how you doing? How you been? How are you? God bless you. And how was your week? Uh, first and foremost, thank you for the blessing. Uh, very, very freaking horny. Um, my week was, uh, pretty dull. I, uh, really haven't done anything. So, um, yeah, just kind of chilling out. <clears throat> Any plans to go back to, uh, Scottsdale? Um, probably not for a while. Okay. Hmm. Mm. Well, God bless you. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers, we would like to introduce you to the all-new segment, Our Week's Freaks of History. As part of our new Freak a Week rollout, Sandy Farkas will be introducing the first freak. So, Sandy the Sandman Farkas, you have prepared a freak. Please, take it away. Let the freak speak. Okay, um... I don't know how I feel about that freaking last part. Um, without further freaking ado, I'm going to go ahead and move on with the segment, though I don't appreciate the fact that I was going to freaking freak. Um, all right. Uh, this week in our Freaks of History segment, we explore the life of the grotesque Joe Merrick. Joe's story is not just a tale of freakish abnormalities, but also one of the resilient human spirit. Joseph Gary Merrick was born in Leicester, England on August 5th, 1862. His early childhood was relatively normal, as he was not initially born with the many nodules, pustules, and protuberances that hung from his face, body, and likely his penis. As he grew older, his protuberances grew with him. Joe Merrick, finding it difficult to find work and societal freaking acceptance, joined the freak show and donned the moniker, The Elephant Freaking Man. Joe Merrick died attempting to sleep lying down. Well, that is absolutely freaking hilarious. Now, obviously, it's fitting to have Joel Merrick be the first freak of the week because he's a very famous freak. Now, I had originally suggested that Sandy the Sandman Farkas do Peter Dinklage as the first freak of the week. And yet I was usurped by his vote of freaking Arnold Merrick. Now... Obviously hilarious, pustules and all. Very disgusting, man. Do you think he ever had sexual relations with anyone? 
Uh, in doing some freaking research from this, I realized uh, that, in fact, no, he freaking did not. Uh, no freaking woman ever desired to freaking see his freaking uncloth freaking loins, and he did, in fact, freaking die a virgin at the age of freaking 27, like I mentioned, uh, just trying to freaking fall asleep lying down. Uh, his freaking head and face uh, essentially freaking acted like a giant freaking anvil and uh, inhibited his freaking breathing. So uh, it was, in fact, the sleeping lying down like a regular person that freaking killed him. Hmm. And I just want to mention one more time that um, obviously I did not want to freaking include freaking Peter Dinklage as the the freak that started off our Freak of the Week rollout. Um, and I would also like to just mention that this was thrust upon me not freaking but two freaking hours ago um i'm guessing that we needed to freaking fill some freaking airtime, and taylor freaking sent me a freaking a very long freaking freaking email saying uh, how this was going to be a freaking good idea and and really most of it was about how peter nunglidge was quite the freaking freak and Basically, he had written the whole thing himself about how we should start talking about Peter Dinklage, and then maybe in freaking week two, we would follow up on Peter Dinklage, how he's freaking doing now. And then he also went on to say that maybe in the third week, we could talk about what Peter Dinklage will do in the future. And I said, I, I think maybe we should start with the greatest freak of all, the original freaking freak. Um, who was freaking uh, Georgie Mary, uh, who is the freaking elephant freaking man. Well, originally, the Freak of the Week concept was going to roll out as the Dinklage Diaries. Now, we workshopped that, and we came up with, obviously, a new concept. And I'm sure everybody's kind of wondering, what is the Freak of the Week going to be? The Freak of the Week is going to be just what it is. We're going to pick a freak every week and talk about him on air. Bring a little light to the freak. Show them in a different light so you can see exactly what is going on with the freak in your mind's eye. Describe their freakage and their appendages that are disgusting. And it's kind of like going to a sideshow. I have to read and ask, um... Who's on the docket for next week? Wakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. We've got a great freaking show full of freaking our week's news and discussions. If you want to call and join the conversation, call 513-914-6201. Tell us what you're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Call our on blast. Or you might get a prize or two. Without further freaking ado, our week's news and discussions starts freaking now. Last week, Snoop Dogg's brother, Bing Worthington, died according to E! News. He was 44. In a tribute posted to Instagram, Snoop shared photos of brother Worthington laughing and joking with family, even included a shot of their mother, Beverly Tate, who passed away in 2021. Beyond their family relationship, Brother Worthington was also a working, also had a working relationship with the 52-year-old rapper. He was Snoop's roadie and tour manager for years before helping merge dog records with Canadian hip-hop label Urban Heat Legends. Quote, he always made us laugh, Snoop said. So, geez, Louise, down on my knees. Brother Worthington, dead. 44, untimely. And I am terribly broken up about this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Brother Bing. <coughs> Big Brother Bing Worthington. Actually, Snoop Dogg's younger brother, as it appears here. A... <sighs> Titular, tits to the uh, tits of the titular titular. You're saying it right. 
a <laughs> figure in obviously pop culture history. Now, he did always make us laugh. What were some of those funny moments, Doug Jordan? Those laugh out loud moments that Brother Worthington just got your gut busting. This is the first I've ever heard of uh, Brother Bing War- Worthington. Um, and you yeah, know, to be honest, kidding me? What? I keep well, the only thing I can think about is that Snoop Dogg's real last name is is Worthington. It wasn't but a week ago that we were getting a story ready to say that Bing Worthington is rigging back because he was rigging. He had some amazing developments lined up. And now, but a week later, he is rigging dead. And Doug Jordan is, for some reason, pretending like he he knows not who he freaking is. What was the story about Bing Worthington we did a couple weeks ago? We he, were going well, to no, do. We, we were posed. We were poised, Doug. Sandy and, and I we have were, been working on it for probably three, four months. Some of these are long. I would, I would say three, four years we have been working on this past freaking story about freaking Bing. I kept saying, mm-hmm. are we going to roll out the Bing Worthington story? And Sandy said, not yet. Not yet. It's not ready. It's not Just ready. wait. And He's ready to debut his ultimate we were, and most hilarious act. And, wouldn't you know it? He's freaking dead, Doug. Yeah. And and I feel like you must be pretending to know, not know who he freaking is. Well, I mean, now that he's dead, I mean, maybe you could roll out the the your life's work, you know, as a memoriam to Here's Brother the Bing thing. Worthington. Bing no. Worthington yeah. left such an imprint on comedy, and what we know today as humor and laughter. I mean, he, he played a massive, massive role in that. Um, I, you know what? He's even written a couple of jokes that I've heard Doug Jordan actually repeat before. So why he's choosing to not acknowledge Brother Bing is, um, well, I'll say it, it's a little shameful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we can all remember his, his catchphrase when someone would – when he would ask a question, let's, all right, we'll do a freaking scenario. Yeah, why don't you all uh, say it at the same time? We'll, yeah, Doug, we'll go, count shot, three. I'll say one, two, three. You guys will all say the his famous catchphrase. Right, well, so so here's, the, here's the thing. At, uh, Doug, ask a question and then quickly follow it up with the freaking answer, and we'll all freaking say his freaking catchphrase. See, so you, you ask a question. You say, uh, what do you guys know about this? And then immediately say the answer, and then we'll all, we'll all freaking say his freaking catchphrase at the same freaking time. Okay, what did I have for dinner? Little a uh, little Debbie cupcake. Duh. Bing, Bing. Sorry, my mic broke. Bing, Bing. That's his famous catchphrase. Yes, you he would say his name. Dog. He would just say his name. Yeah, well, well yeah. Or sometimes he would say, "Brother Worthington's back." I mean, according to you, Taylor, sometimes he would say, "Just duh." What is it? Then well, you just, would do that. I mean, you just said, that? duh. Well, that was a, well, okay. Well, freaking Taylor was freaking confused because that was another. That was a okay. second catchphrase. So, Doug, go ahead and freaking suggest something and then we'll, we'll fill it up. We'll fill it in with his freaking second freaking catchphrase. Suggest, hey, maybe we should do something and then we'll fill it in with his freaking second most famous catchphrase. Okay. Uh, hey, maybe we should go to the beach. Bing. Uh, what the f- what the heck is the freaking matter with you? 
I got thrown off by the first catch rate. Nevertheless, Doug Jordan, you could have just said one nice thing about Brother Worthington and you screwed it up. Last week, a Connecticut woman freely admitted that she had sex with her half-brother, underlying dark secrets of the under-regulated nature of the U.S. fertility industry, according to CNN. Victoria Hill, a 39-year-old social worker, discovered that she was not the offspring of her father's seed when she had her DNA tested by genomics company after purchasing a 23andMe test. Hill also discovered that she had 22 siblings that she was unaware of. The fertility doctor who had been helping her mother conceive using donated seed, Burton Caldwell, had used his own semen in Hill's conception and the conception of many others. One of Hill's newly discovered siblings had been her high school boyfriend. Quote, I was traumatized by this, Hill told CNN in an exclusive interview. Now I'm looking at pictures of people thinking, well, if he could be my sibling, anybody could be my sibling. So, she had sex with her brother. Obviously, it was a dark secret, and the weight of that secret is now unloaded. By letting the world know. Now, had they had a child, I imagine that it would have ended up a bit like Doug Jordan. But the truth is, this mistake has a bit of all of us in it. What does that mean? They had a child that would end up like me. What does that mean? I don't know. I just meant a little, not as quick to... Think on his feet. I mean, I, I, I don't understand why you had to bring that. I, I, I you mean, why to bring that up, Doug? It, I mean, you have to admit it. Even took you a while to react to what he said. Yeah, yeah, because I don't really understand. I still don't really understand what he was freaking saying. If, well, that's that's kind of, if there was an inbred say. child, it would end up like freaking Doug Jordan. And then, and then yeah. your response was, "Wait a minute, you what do you mean?" Yeah, that's the point, Doug. We all understood what he was talking about immediately, and it took you a solid like five seconds to figure it out. Well, it's just you know, I'm I I know what he meant by saying it, but I'm just calling it out on the freaking radio because you know I think it's a little offensive. Hmm. I'm not a I am not a freaking product of freaking incest. No, hmm. nobody and nobody says you are. You just happen to share similar traits with someone who might be. That's not that's not true, and uh, I don't want I don't want to talk about this anymore. You guys are hurting my feelings today. Well, imagine it'd be it'd be like imagine if the, if you ended up accidentally having sex with your sister. That okay? Absolutely mm-hmm. freaking hilarious. hilarious. First of all, first of all, it'd be freaking hilarious. Second of all, it'd mean that you freaking would never happen. You had you slept with your freaking. One of your freaking very good friends, uh, ex-freaking wife, which would be uh, freaking uncouth to say the freaking least, because freaking Taylor was freaking married to her at one point. And then imagine there was a freaking love child, and it it came out. Well, talking about freaking ice cream, well, it would cut, potato if chips. If I had time. a child, that I would have, yeah, talking about ice cream, it would it would turn out like me because it it came from my freaking seed. Well, Wait. it would turn out. Like you, because 
it wouldn't be able to react quickly to things. Now, it might end up on next week's Freak of the Week. That also is a possibility. So, What would end up on the next week's Freak of the Week? That's a positive spin on it. What do you mean, what? What exactly is happening here? Your what would sister end up on next- and your love child might end up on Freak of the Week is all I'm saying. I'm That's not be- real. This was a hypothetical situation Freak to try to explain this to me. Freak of the Week is very real. No, I, I know Freak probably, of the Week is real. I guess we probably call it Darren Jordan. Your name is Doug. Her name is Regan Karen, and it'd be Darren Jordan, and mm-hmm. it would come out all freaking strange, and all it would do is freaking shovel Doritos into its freaking mouth, and and probably be freaking sewed to a toilet bowl. If I was being honest with you, because all it would do is freaking eat freaking sandwiches and potato chips, and freaking. I would rather have a, a, an offspring like me that would that would eat freaking potato chips and Doritos than one that wears a freaking helmet all the freaking time and goes in and out of freaking wow. insane all asylums. Right. And another one that freaking lives in my garage and gets when he gets scared, he freaking hides under his freaking cot with the, with a freaking Hold bottle on. of brown freaking. I've never freaking done that. I've never freaking done that. You've done that so many times. Well, if the freaking octagon—I mean, first of all, I saw the freaking—I saw the freaking octagon's eyeball be ripped from his freaking face. If you had freaking been as close to that as freaking I would, if freaking any of those guys were to ever freaking show up, you would freaking hide under your freaking mattress as well. They did Nobody show up. Was, they showed no up. You know when no they showed up to my house? No they showed up to my freaking house, and I was there. And you know what? I even answered the door and said, "Hello, no, he's not here right now. Please leave." Yeah. 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 Took you a while though. It probably did take me a minute to get down to the stairs to open the door. Yeah, we know. You can blame it yourself. Now, nevertheless, last week, Russia threatened to unleash a, quote, entire arsenal on major cities in several countries if it loses war in Ukraine, according to the standard. The Kremlin said it will use its entire strategic arsenal and fire nuclear missiles at London, Washington, Berlin, and Kaviv if it is made to give up the areas of Ukraine it has invaded. Former Russian President Dmitry Medvedev, who is a close ally of Vladimir Putin, has warned of, quote, total war if Russia was forced to return to its 1991 borders established at the collapse of the Soviet Union. Instead, Medvedev suggested Kyiv and the West should allow Putin to have the areas of Ukraine he believes are part of Russia, the Mirror reports. So... Jeez Louise, down on my knees. What we're going to do here is use the eight category systems analysis, kind of talk a little bit about what would happen if they dropped a nuclear bomb on some of these cities, on some of these parts of the world, and enliven a roundtable panel discussion. So, for weakers and tweakers who may remember, the eight category systems include food, Two, shelter. Three, clothing. Four, toilet. Five, cars and motorcycles. Six, sports. Seven, geography. And eight, miscellaneous, which everyone knows is sex. So, <laughs> without further freaking ado, number one, food. I imagine that the food would be absolutely burnt to a crisp. I'm talking about just charred potato skins, Doug Zordon. I'm talking about fried weenies. I'm talking about burnt mac and cheese. Everything will taste burnt, and everything will be ass. Now, in its 
instead we will be served likely gruel and we will likely have to gustate upon the roaming squirrels that have survived said attack mm. there will be great great war fought over those squirrels small wars as we band together in small hunting brigades with chiseled spears and crude bow and arrows, Doug Jordan. I imagine Doug Jordan would be carrying some sort of rock. Are you still freaking talking about food? Why yeah, are you well, what? It sounds like Why you're, you're freaking... Rock? Be, I mean, if, if you're trying to suggest that Doug slows the Dickens would be eating rocks, that's that's one freaking thing. That's because that falls under the food umbrella. Yeah. If yeah. you're if, if you're freaking mentioning freaking food as if there was a freaking ninth category, uh, if you're if you're mentioning freaking rock as if there was a freaking ninth category as weapons, that does not that is not part of the freaking eighth category. All right, Jesus, I, Jesus, I, I, well, my system is flawless. Well, you yeah, I guess rock, rock should go in geography it. then. All right, well, n- nevertheless, we'll eat squirrels. Well, hold on. I'm using a rock to hunt food. I'm Doug, so food that's part of food. Right. No, no, I'm with Taylor. You do not have the freaking. I'm with Taylor. The freaking floor, but it's not your freaking turn. We're using rock to hunt food. Doug, you can bring this up when we get to four. Number number four toilet. toilet. There won't be any that burn to a crisp. Number two. You have to wait your turn. Shelter, Sandy Vargas. Um, so I guess, so what we're talking about is if there was a freaking fallout, uh, from freaking total freaking, uh, nuclear freaking arsenal unleashment, uh, on account of freaking Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Yeah. I guess our freaking, all right, um, let's see, freaking shelter, number two, freaking rock. I guess we'll have to build all of our freaking houses with freaking rock. Um, cause freaking, as we know it, freaking vegetation will be freaking destroyed. Um, we will no longer be able to build houses with freaking tree or wood. Everything will have to be freaking rock. And we will stack freaking rock to and freaking fro, um, until eventually a freaking shelter is freaking formed. And that is where we will freaking live the rest of our freaking lives is under this said freaking rock. And we shall freaking worship the freaking rock as being the thing that freaking saved us from all of this. For if... If the rock were not freaking present, who who the heck freaking knows where we'd freaking be? Yeah. 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 No, it was number two freaking Zelder. Yeah. Well, Tady Rizzard, number three, clothing. What yeah. about mud? Real, sorry, real quick. What about Are mud? You? What is he mud? doing? We could build the houses out of mud. The no, mud. we couldn't. It would be boiling the is, hot. The mud is from, the, first of all, the, first of all, the, foot, the, the mud is from freaking trees. Second of all, the mud would be freaking boiling freaking hot. The mud is from trees? Yes. Mud cannot freaking exist without freaking tree, and in this freaking scenario, their tree has been freaking obliterated. Doug, I don't know why. What do you mean mud is else from, I don't understand what you're saying mud is from trees. Oh my goodness, Doug. It is what happens when freaking tree meets freaking ground is freaking root. And root freaking is what creates freaking mud with the freaking when freaking and when freaking root freaking mixes with freaking earth mud is freaking created Doug. no mud, mud is rock mud is freaking Gr- soil is basically freaking rock well, soil is different from freaking mud we, Doug, what are you freaking talking about we have most of us have no idea where mud comes from now sandy sheds light on it and you have to argue Tady no, there is one thing that i absolutely know and it is that it is that mud does not come from trees so right. mud is trees perfect where does it come from it's rock 
Nice try. Doug. Rock, rock, it becomes dirt, sand, and then it mixes with freaking soil or water, and it becomes so. freaking mud. I really don't freaking think so, Doug. It makes more sense than freaking tree becomes root, and root is mud. No, that makes perfect. No, it doesn't. Sense. I don't know what you're that makes freaking perfect freaking sex. What the heck are you freaking talking about? Also, mm-hmm. your freaking category is coming up. Please shut the fuck up. Please be quiet. Yeah, I feel very disrespected. So number three, uh, yeah. Tadia. Clothing. Yeah. Uh, this is an easy one. Yeah, good news, bad news. Um, all our clothes are going to be burned to our skin uh, in the blast, and and um, all of us will suffer third degree burns. But the good news is, it's going to scar, it's going to heal over, and our bodies will mm-hmm. essentially become hard as rock and uh, impenetrable to uh, even the strongest arrows and spears made of squirrel teeth. Not to mention freaking heat thrusters mm-hmm. or freaking blasters of any kind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Doug Jordan, your favorite category, number four, toilet. There won't be any toilets because it's going to be all burned. They're all, all going to burn to the crisp. Well, see, this is freaking interesting. Yeah, because I think, look, and I don't mean to freaking encroach upon your freaking. You absolutely are interrupting in between in my well, freaking segment. And I don't mean to freaking encroach upon your freaking favorite freaking segment, but I feel like if I'm trying to look. It's it's close. It's almost the same thing as freaking seltzer. If we were to freaking stack freaking rock upon freaking rock, I believe we could create a freaking toilet. I believe we can almost create a freaking perfect freaking toilet. Yeah. How and does it flush? Well, it becomes mud. Well, because because if you freaking do it, Doug, it becomes freaking soil. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but not if it's on top of a rock. It's gonna it's gonna just freaking it hold goes, up, no, hold all no. the freaking dookie. But up. the rock. But then you close made. the lid. That's what I, that's what I was gonna freaking. The, the rock is the freaking toilet bowl, Doug, and the rock and the lid is made of freaking rock. Yeah. Yeah, well, but well, you can let it freaking fester, and then it all becomes freaking nutrients for the freaking earth. And maybe one of these days we can freaking build a brand new freaking tree with a freaking sustenance, Doug. With the freaking, I mean, it's all freaking nutrients for the freaking earth. Yeah. Com- it's the same thing as freaking composting, Doug. It's basically freaking to- basically freaking compost buckets are like the freaking toilets for the freaking earth. Yeah. Yeah. That, the, okay. Can I freaking speak? Or are you gonna keep talking about freaking toilet, rock toilet? You're asking that like you're yeah, coming asking up with a better freaking solution. Well, you're not. What? What is it's your? It's not a solution because it's all the freaking poop is gonna stay in the freaking inside of the rock. It's not gonna get absorbed I back know, into I the freaking. I know. I keep saying earth. that. Then you, with the once the poop's in there, you just close the lid. Yeah. So you don't have and to it, look you, at it or smell it. You can let it freaking fester, and then eventually one day, maybe freaking plants will grow again, Doug. Just like a a normal toilet. Yeah. Wait. So. What do you mean, just like a normal toilet? Number five, cars and motorcycles. Both cars and motorcycles will be absolutely obliterated and destroyed. Now. Yeah. Maybe we could build cars and motorcycles out of rocks. What are you doing? This is Taylor's part. uh, Sorry. Please be quiet. Please be quiet. I mean, my my segment was interrupted. Right. So. I was hoping that we would be able to build a car, at least start with a motorcycle, maybe then do the sidecar out of mm. a rock. You could. Yeah, that's a great idea, and I'm, I'm I apologize that Doug Jordan stole your thunder. You could definitely do that. Yeah. Well, cars in the Flintstones were made out of rock, but they also used exactly. Wood. All right, so freaking Doug is coming around in all this. Yeah, he's he's finally understanding. Well, they use wood, but you're not going to have wood. Yeah, but what do you think? The tree is mud, and mud is gone. Oh, jeez. 
Number six, Sandy the Sandman Farkas Sports. This one is freaking easy. Um, soccer. Uh, you can play that with a freaking big freaking rock. Um, football. You can get a freaking big freaking rock. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, freaking baseball. You can get a freaking big. So you can get a freaking big, big freaking long rock. You freaking chisel that into a freaking bat. And you can play with a freaking big, uh, big freaking stone as a freaking baseball. You can. And basically, you can freaking play any single freaking sport you could ever freaking want. It'll be no freaking problem because there is going to be an abundance of freaking rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or with a freaking baseball, you can use it. You can make those because I, I believe we still have freaking squirrels that still exist in this freaking world. Freaking bash your freaking squirrel up with a big freaking rock. Freaking rip the freaking pelt off. Freaking yeah. and then wrap that around a freaking rock. You're freaking perfect freaking baseball. Yeah. Absolutely freaking hilarious. All right, number seven, geography, Teddy Rizzer. Uh, yeah, I don't want you know, um, I don't want to sound repetitive here, but I mean, we will live on rocks, and then we'll, it, it will live on a giant rock, and we will, there will be an abundance of rock everywhere. Yeah, yeah, easy one, easy one. And number eight, Doug Jordan, miscellaneous, which everyone knows is sex. People will probably still be able to have sex with each other. It'll just be a lot of uh, hard surfaces. Like what? Because of the rocks. Oh. So. Last week, Mexican food giant Taco Bell unveiled a new menu rollout featuring several exciting new additions. We send this over to Doug Jordan. Prepare to break this thing down for us, Doug. Take it to the sports desk. Okay, I am prepared uh, for the sports the sports desk, and this is the sports desk that I am prepared for uh, by me, Doug Jordan. Perfect intro. Yeah, a little slow, but... Uh, during Super Bowl weekend, Taco Bell hosted Live Moss Live, a live-streamed event where they announced several new products to the Taco Bell lineup. Uh, one of the first things was the Cantina Chicken Menu. And first on the list, it's the uh, it, it introduces a new type of chicken, which is oven-roasted, shredded, and seasoned with savory Mexican spices. Uh, and there will be five new items on this menu that will be at, at all locations, which is the Cantina Chicken Burrito, the Cantina Chicken Taco Soft or Crispy, uh, Cantina Chicken Quesadilla, and the Cantina Chicken Bowl. Great. Uh, next, they have introduced the Cheesy Chicken uh, Crispinata, and it uh, it looks like it's just chicken and cheese shoved into pastry dough. Uh, so I was kind of thinking maybe this is like a Hot Pocket or some sort of an empanada. Well, that, that that's they- very interesting. A hot, I don't understand how it could be a Hot Pocket, Doug Jordan. That's a trademarked item. Well, it's a hot pocket of of meat and cheese. I don't think it like can many be. Freaking hot pockets before before this one, Doug. I mean, all freaking hot pockets are mostly freaking meat and freaking cheese. Yeah, and specifically, there are some that have chicken and cheese in it. So I, you can't just take a hot pocket, call it a, a, a crispinata. What's well, a hot? Some, you could call every. I mean, it's, it's all the same kind of form, like a hot well, pocket, an I mean, empanada. Don't you think maybe you should be called a freaking chicken and cheese blaster? Or? Yeah. Well, it's called a cheesy chicken crispinata. Well, so, here's the um, thing, Doug Jordan. I fail to see how even a big company like Taco Bell is going to stand up strong to the office and department of trademarks and, you know, whatever the hell it's called. 
Yeah. They're not. They're not calling it a hot pocket. I'm just saying well, it's basically a freaking hot pocket. You just you said just it was said. a hot pocket. It basically is a freaking hot pocket. You're okay, saying so it again like, right now. Yeah, I mean, so what? What is it? Is it a hot pocket or is it a crisp banana? Or is it a freaking chicken cheesy blaster, Doug? I mean, what it's that not a freaking chicken doing? cheesy blaster. They call it a, ch- a, chick- a cheesy chicken crispinata. And, okay. and now, if you are to roll this thing up real tight, would you be able to perhaps stick it in your rear freaking end? I have no idea. I don't even know why that's the first. That's like the third question that came to your mind. Yeah. Honestly, Are you going to say that on all these freaking menu items? No. It's amazing that it that it took this long that there was nothing else in the show that he could freaking ask this about until right freaking now. I was Go so ahead, sure Doug. Bing Worthington, we were going to stick something up our butts with Bing yeah, Worthington. I'm, I'm really surprised that we didn't stick a Bing Worthington up our freaking rear end, if you know what I freaking mean. God bless yeah. him. Please, Doug Jordan, continue. Okay. The next thing is the uh, cheesy street chalupas. This is a cheesy uh, flatbread and a small tortilla that are fused together with cheese and then filled with the customer's choice of chicken or steak and a flavorful sauce topped with diced onions and cilantro. And one order equals two chalupas. Sounds stupid. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. What are we we supposed to say to this exactly? I'm just I'm just describing the freaking menu. They invite unveiled all these freaking new menu items. Why is flavorful in quote? That's, that makes it sound that's ominous. Straight from the copy. Straight from the copy. It's a flavorful sauce, and the flavorful flavorful was in quotes from what was released on the Taco Bell website. But they're writing everything. They're the ones to be quoted. Yeah, they're quoting themselves. Should the, I carry on? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Okay. Then there's the cheese, the cheesy enchilada dipping taco. Uh, and it looks like they put stuff that's in an enchilada into a taco with chicken and then it comes with a sauce. That sounds pretty freaking good. Yeah, I'd eat that one. You should do something like that every, you know, or take it. Jesus, what am I reading? A cheesy enchilada dipping taco. That sounds. Yeah, let's break this thing down a little further. So what you have is a taco with chicken and then it comes with a sauce. Well, no, but you got to freaking stuff a whole freaking enchilada into it also. So, yeah. all right. So what I'm basically reading is it's a taco with chicken, and then you stuff a whole freaking enchilada in there, and then it, I'm guessing it comes with a freaking sauce, or? And then it, it, yeah, it comes with a sauce. What is stopping you from doing something like this at your freaking restaurant? I mean, we could, we could do, I mean, we have the ingredients for enchiladas, and we have sauce. We well, have chicken. Then you run into the trademark issue, which yeah, well, you, yeah. you know, we so. could just call it the Ortego dipping taco. That's a new thing. Well, that's a very freaking good idea, Doug. That's a very interesting idea. So, next, uh, this on this one when I when I watch videos of this one, the crowd just went absolutely freaking wild when they unveiled what I'm about to say: uh, crispy chicken nuggets. So the freaking um, heck are you talking about? These are chicken nuggets uh, made by Taco Bell and they're Taco Bell seasoned and come with the choice of two dippers, uh, bell sauce or jalapeno honey mustard. What the f- are you talking about? You, you can't serve chicken nuggets at a Taco Bell. They're doing it. They're sir. They decided, Hey, we're going to go for it. We're going to serve chicken nuggets and it's going to come with these two sauces Bell sauce or jalapeno honey mustard. Well, see, here, now here's what's freaking interesting. I mean, Doug, don't you feel like that at this point, 
mm, freaking some other restaurants, fast food freaking chains like freaking Burger King and freaking McDonald's uh, sort of have the market cornered on freaking chicken nuggets. Do you think that they, do you think Taco Bell has any right calling these freaking chicken nuggets or perhaps they take a different freaking title up? Maybe, I don't know, freaking chicken, little tiny chicken blasters, Doug. Yeah, they, I mean, they could name him, I mean, something else like little, little succulent, tiny chicken little, blasters. Succulent, please don't interrupt me, little succulent chicken blasters, Doug. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I mean, they could name it anything, but they decided to just call them crispy chicken nuggets. Just call them. No further questions. No further questions. All right, Taco Bell. Doug Jordan, we have we are running short on time. I'm going to need you to do a speed round for the rest of these items. Okay. Uh, There's the Dolce de Leche Cinnabon Delights. Well, now what the hell is that? Well, they're like the other Cinnabon Delights, but uh, they're Dolce de Leche flavored. What the hell is a Cinnabon Delight? Yeah. It's a little the little Cinnabon balls that are filled with a special cream, and the, and Cinnabon's not suing them. Okay, interesting. No, that's a it's uh-huh. a it's a. Uh, the floor is yours. What's that called? Uh, a synchronicity. Freaking synchronicity. Yeah, they've they've synchronized. Uh, next, the Mountain Dew Baja Blast uh, Gelato. Um, it's gelato, but it's Baja Blast flavored, and apparently it was tested in 2023, and it will be rolling out in time for the Baja Blast 20th anniversary. Wow. Mm. Sounds like Sherbert. Yeah. Yeah. Spumoni, maybe. Uh, then there's the Mountain Dew Baja Blast Pie. This was not officially announced on their website, but I did see it in the live stream, and it was possibly teased as uh, coming soon. <coughs> so okay. a pie made a, a Baja yeah. Blast Pie. Yeah, but it's not real, so why don't you just keep going? Well, they did talk about it on the in the thing, but it wasn't on the website. Uh, then they have multiple new brand collaborations, one of which is the cheese at crunch wrap and they've been testing it for years. And instead of a hard, it's instead of a hard taco shell, it's a cheese. It that's 16 times larger than a normal cheese. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they're doing a, a collaboration with Tahine, And so they're going to, the hot and tangy hot sauce is teaming up with Taco Bell to introduce the Tahine crunchy taco, Tahine twists and Tahine Swab if we skip to the secret aardvark. Okay, that was right after that one. Uh, Secret Aardvark is a Portland-based hot sauce, and they're teaming up to add their Sarah Bonero sauce, which combines serrano and habanero peppers uh, to nacho fries. All right, Doug, I'm going to cut you off there as I see the list is continuing long and arduous. Well, there's one more thing I want to bring up. What? And it's the very last item. They're bringing back the voting this year to bring back two menu items. And last year it was a battle between the BV Crunch Burrito and the Cool Ranch Doritos Locos Taco. And this year it will be a battle between the Mexi Melt and the Caramel Apple Empanada. And the Mexi Melt is a combination of a fresco taco and a quesadilla with beef, fiesta, salsa, and cheese and a flour tortilla, which was on the menu for freaking decades. And then the Caramel Apple Empanada, which is an empanada with uh, apple pie filling Kind of like a hot pocket. This is supposed to be a 90-second segment, Doug Jordan. This was a big. This was a big reveal. This is a big review or a big reveal. 
big I'm reveal. Revealing. I'm, well, you're not revealing anything, Doug. I mean, this was revealed freaking days ago. Yeah. Well, yeah, but now we're talking about it on the if show. anybody was if anybody was interested in this, they would they would have this freaking information freaking days ago. We yeah, could just go did. online and get all this information. Why do we need it. to listen to the radio show? This was on, this was Super Bowl weekend. That was like two weeks ago. We're it having a, a nice di- we're having discourse about this. Well, this is an open panel discussion. That's why people tune into the freaking show for an open yes. panel discussion. Yeah, you're right about that. I'm sorry. He's right. Yeah. Weakers, tweakers, thrill freaking seekers. It's been a great freaking hilarious freaking episode of freaking our weekend review. We're so freaking hot and f- for you. We love you so very freaking much. Stay safe out there and we'll see you freaking next week. Well, geez, Louise. I had an absolutely hilarious story about a popular oral contraceptive that is being sold by Mark Cuban. And I said to myself, oral contraceptive? I didn't think you could get pregnant by having oral sex. You live and you learn. This has been a production of Our Week Studios. WAYO LP Rochester.